Today we are going to discuss about the end of the Harappan culture. The end of Harappan culture remains as much as puzzle as its appearance. Historians as well as archaeologists had argued in many ways to explain the end of the Harappan culture. At the beginning we can say that there is no single reason behind the so-called decline of that culture. The locations of the sites are different and so that causes are also different. Floods caused by earthquakes were suggested as one possible cause. The traces of flood at different times were noticed by excavators at Mahindadaru and Chanhudaru, both of which are near the Indus and at Lothal near the Shavarmati and Vogava river in Gujarat. But the proposition that there was ever a flood of such volume and force as to overwhelm towns in the Punjab, Sindh, Gujarat simultaneously strains one's credulity. The evidence put forward in support of the theory has been painstakingly refuted by H.T. Lambrick. Quite an opposite theory is that of increasing aridity urged by Gurudev Singh. He claimed that around 2230 BCE a wet phase was replaced by a dry one with much lower rainfall as a result of which the Saraswati, the name erroneously given to the Ghaggarhakra river, dried up and caused a natural disaster of immense magnitude to Indus settlement in the Ghaggarhagra basin, from which the civilization could not recover. In other version of the same thesis, V. and Misra argued that it was not lower rainfall but the desertion of the Ghaggar by the Yamuna and Satlej, which were supposedly its earlier tributaries that led to the drying up of Ghaggar Hakra River. Both versions have been refuted by further work on Rajasthan lakes, which has shown either that no distinct wet and dry phases can be identified as at Pachpadra and Thob Vashins or that conditions of present-day aridity have in fact prevailed right from 4200 BCE. Irfan Habib in his book The Indus Civilization discussed in details about the arguments. Recently scholars like Michael Daniel tried to relate the climatic change, environment and the decline of Harappan culture. W.A. Fair Service replaced the argument of a natural disaster by that of a man-made one. The Indus people was so much over-cultivated, over-grazed and deforested the land that in the end the land could simply not maintain the population, especially its urban part. It is argued, however, that the Indus population could not have been denser than six persons to the square kilometer. 
and it is hard to imagine how such small numbers could have overused the soil to exhaustion people could have simply moved from one spot to another as they do in jhum cultivation the idea that mohenjodaro fell to a group of invaders is associated with mortimer wheeler and is based on two sets of archaeological data firstly in the indus civilization itself signs of violence were found in the late stages of mohenjodaro as many as 38 according to dilip kumar chakraborty it is 33 skeletons have been found in the most unnatural situation lying individually and in groups in houses and even on the road so as to suggest that they belong to victims of acts of violence from invaders Wheeler drew on this evidence and on the intrusion of the cemetery age culture at Harappa to argue that the Indus civilization fell to invaders from the west but Irfan Habib argued his supposition that the invaders were vedic aryans is however no longer tenable in the light especially of improved chronology with the large number of calibrated carbon dates now available the end of the indus civilization in its main parts cannot be put later than 1900 bce and this date is more than 400 years too early for the earliest elements of the rigveda on the other hand dilip kumar chakraborty argued in his book india and archaeological history that these skeletons are not contemporary in one case it has even been established that the cut mark which it bears did not lead to death so according to him this massacre idea is a myth secondly in different areas of the northwest there are a few archaeological objects which are of west and central asiatic derivation they were not found in well defined archaeological contexts chakraborty argued that there is no reason why they should be called contemporary and indicate incoming invaders irfan habib discussed about the political context of indus civilization he argued that the indus civilization could not have attained its spread or planted its special features so extensively without an initial conquest by a core state within the indus basin it is also clear that the indus cities could not have existed without the ability of the indus state or states to impose a heavy tribute on the rural communities if this ability was undermined either by internal dissensions within the ruling class or by a shift of relative armed power by the spread for example of copper weaponry and ox chariots among subject rural chiefs and communities then the towns could no longer obtain the tribute on which the rulers merchants artisans and other townsmen ultimately depended for their prosperity the administrative deterioration at times and certainly towards the end 
noticed at Mohenjo-daro, Harappa and Lothal would be consistent with exactly such a situation. Habib argued that an external agent for the destruction of such a weakened and possibly divided Indus empire cannot also be ignored. He argued that there were invasions from the west which overwhelmed first the Helmand cities, then the late Kodiji culture and finally the Indus civilization. As the towns were abandoned or fell to hostile elements, the people of each city might lose all their property. Some hordes found in late levels at Mohenjo-daro might be the result of an attempt to hide private treasures, to which their owners were, however, never able to return. Even more, large numbers might have been seized and enslaved so that no possibility remained of their rebuilding towns elsewhere and re-establishing commerce on the older pattern. The rural population might have gained when the heavy hand of the tax extracting Indus state was initially removed. But in the main Indus basin, the picture from the succeeding period, whether in Sindh or western Punjab, is one of the sparser population with fewer rural settlements. In Bahawalpur desert, M. R. Mughal's survey disclosed that as against 174 sites belonging to the mature Indus period, only 50 belonged to the succeeding symmetry age culture. This may partly be due to the possibility shorter time span of the symmetry age culture, but may partly also represent a real contraction of population in the area. On the other hand, settlements become more numerous in eastern Punjab, Haryana and Upper Doab and in Saurashtra. The demographic impact of the end of the civilization might have been geographically uneven, but local depopulations and even a possible eastward migration into the subtlage Yamuna divide could not have taken place without much human suffering. There is then the argument that the cessation of trade with Mesopotamia after 2000 BCE brought about such a decline of commerce and industry within the Indus Basin as to cause the cities to go to ruin. Shirin Radnagar in her work Understanding Harappa argues that around 1800 BCE, the sea trade between Mesopotamia, Baharin Kuwait and India came to an end. In southern Mesopotamia, there had been an agricultural decline due to ships of the Euphrates and soil salinity. As a consequence, individual settlements as well as total settled area shrank appreciably in the south and the political center of gravity moved northward. The newly important regions of central and northern Iraq developed links with the Levant and Anatolia for their wood and metal requirements, the routes moving along the Euphrates. 
The culture of Bahrain saw an eclipse in the second millennium, an important trade circuit, a source of wealth for the Harappan elite, had thus dwindled. The end of its external trades can have serious consequences for an economy if that economy has been structured around trade. We could suggest that an economic structure dependent on foreign trade if there was expansion of settlement too or colonization of mineral resources areas, the establishment of seaports, the institution of ancillary activities like forestry and shipbuilding, the deployment of labor for the manufacture of craft items for export, and so on. The end of trade could mean the disintegration of such institutions so that the population would relocate over the land with changed economic imperatives. Reservation to individual households engaged in subsistence agriculture and or, or pastoralism is a likely consequence. But Irfan Habib argued that firstly, it's not clear that Indus Mesopotamia trade was on such a scale as to provide the major outlet for urban crops in the Indus Basin. Secondly, one can with equal assurance argue that the trade with Mesopotamia collapsed because of the collapse of the urban economy of the Indus civilization and not vice versa. Some historians like D.D. Kosambi once upon a time argued that Harappan culture became static in its latter phase. But Bridget and Raymond Alchin in their work The Rise of Civilization in India and Pakistan argued that there was concrete evidence which reflects the sign of changes. On the other hand, Irfan Habib pointed out that just as many of its essential features lack anticipations or precedents in the preceding early Indus cultures, many of these features seem to disappear with practically the same suddenness at its end. First of all, the cities and towns. Soon after 2000 BCE, they are just not to be found. All over the Indus Basin, there is no settlement of the successor late Indus or post-Indus cultures yet found that comes even remotely near the Symmetry 8 site of Kudawala Thair in district Bahawalpur and that is less than 40 hectares in occupied area. Fire bricks occur only rarely. The Indus writing disappears as described seals and the graffiti on pot shirts become increasingly rare. The figures of sacred animals and deities on seals and tablets, the characteristic terracotta figurines, especially those of the Indus mother goddess, are also not to be found anymore. There are sharp changes in burial practices so that a radical change in religious beliefs must be assumed. Some crafts like steatite cutting and stoneware manufacture or the deliberate alloying of copper with tin to make bronze fade away or disappear altogether.
Finally, the characteristic Indus pottery is replaced by other generally much coarser forms. The change then was so complete as to bring about a relapse of non-urban conditions and illiteracy, an alteration of region and a great qualitative and quantitative contraction of crafts. All survivals from the Indus civilization within the succeeding cultures are of a minor and secondary character and even these leave the scene fairly soon. Finally, we can conclude with the view of Dilip Kumar Chakraborty that continuity and transformation are the fundamental features of the phase after the mature Harappans in all their distribution areas. The cultural situation varied from area to area. The evidence of transformation is clear on the Indo-Gangetic divide too. At the same time, there is a marked overall element of decline. He observed that there was a marked shift in the focus of settlements towards the Doab. Once the Harappans moved in the direction and settled in the upper part of Doab, they were geographically bound to be drawn into the main cultural development of the Ganga Valley. Similarly, from the geographical point of view, their dense distribution in Gujarat in the late Harappan period means that their interaction with or movement towards southeast Rajasthan, Malwa and the Deccan becomes a distinct possibility. Chakraborty concludes that the Harappans, in fact, were moving into the flow of cultural development of inner India. So this is the end of our today's discussion. For any query, feel free to mail us. For details, see the description.